When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Welcome to Sports Day SA on a beautiful, warm day in Adelaide. What a fantastic day. My name's Paul Bonzer. Alongside me, Dan Menzel. Dan, welcome. Bonds, it's good to be here. And you're right, it's a pearl of a day. A little bit warm for some, but I'm glad we've got the heat and the nice weather back. You can be part of the show. You can ring the Weeks Open line, discover exceptional customer service, Weeks Homes, discover different one 736 736 Or if you want to text us, you can text in as well, 0427 one five four one double six. We've got a lot to talk about, uh, Dan. Has it been a big day down at Thirty Sixes Land? And also, Jay Cheedy, your coach, is going to be on the show a bit later as well. So, uh, looking forward to having a chat with Sheeds. But uh, the hot topic of the day, and we can't go anywhere without this uh, unbelievable hot topic. But all thanks to Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty at Char Time, explore our ready-made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves. It's all about Craig Randall II has parted ways with the Adelaide 36ers this morning. There was some rumours around Marzi last night. had been hearing things. I'd been hearing things. And this morning the club made it official. And Craig Randall, the superstar that's uh, basically delighted crowds, is... Uh, no longer with the club. It's incredible. It's uh, he exactly that. He's the one who has been bringing people in to watch the 36ers play this year. They've obviously got a couple other recruits as well that are great to watch. But we did touch on it last week around the Brooklyn Nets with Durant and Irving and Steve Nash getting sacked. And it just shows how their superstars over there are a little bit bigger than the organisation almost and the coach, whereas it doesn't quite work that way over here because – CJ Bruton has still got a job and Craig Randall doesn't. So it's very interesting, the dynamic and how it's worked. And uh, obviously Randall has been released by the 36ers. Yes, he has. And uh, my partner in crime on NBL Live is joining us now. Uh, He played 359 NBL games, 199 with the 36ers uh, championship player. Rupert Sapwell. Sapper, welcome to Sports ASA. Gentlemen, what is going on in 36 (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, we sort of had a hint of it over the last couple of weeks, haven't we? And then uh, eventually it uh, came to light that uh, Craig Randall has gone. What are your thoughts initially? Well, you know, we've got a good seat, haven't we, on game nights. And you can see the, you know, the body language and the, and the you know, it was just it built and built and built. And I would say that, you know, it's been, uh, you know, the word and the whisper coming out of the 36ers camp over the last yeah, couple of weeks has been, Negative, but you know, and we've said it on the broadcast during games. Randall is a known quantity. Like he was, a, you know, incredible scorer, like a like generational scorer. He's a as good a shooter as I've ever seen in this league. 
but he's just like this mad genius and doesn't seem to be able to, you know, play well with people. And, you know, I'll, I'll in, you know, in defense of, of Randall, though, there was a moment in the game on Saturday because he came off the bench and he, you know, he could have, you know, he could have acted like a brat during the game. He didn't. And there was a, a moment at the end of the third quarter where, you know, he, sh- he shot a long three-point shot, like three-quarter court three-point shot. And when you're selfish, you don't take those types of shots because it goes against your stats. And Randall took it anyway. So, you know, I think Randall is redeemable. And I think he was, you know, he tries to do the right things, but, you know, he's just got this, seems like a crazy hot temper and gets into trouble. So they've let him go. You think that... Um... Uh, it was more about the team and CJ. CJ, probably initially you get this guy in, you know that he might be a little bit hard to handle, but you think it was just too much to handle for CJ and the team? Well, yes, it's the short answer. I mean, there was a, you know, Randall, again, as I said, known quantity, played for the Long Island Nets. Adam Capehorn, the ex-Institute of Sport Australian coach, was the coach of that team. So CJ would have had great intel on Randall. Thon Maker was there as well. So, you know, like there's a business Australian connection in that Long Island Nets team. So they would have known what Randall was like. It came out uh, today too that, you know, he had to sit out the last five games of their season last year, despite being one of the leading scorers in the league, 28 points a game. So he's, he's had a little bit of a history of this sort of behavior and, um, you know, does the, do the Sixers have to bear some responsibility for bringing that person in? Yes, of course they do, because they know what type of player he is. And then, you know, it's, I guess it's a suck and see. They've had six games with Randall, and, and uh, you know, it was one of those ones that tasted sour, not sweet by the end of it. So, Sapper, it's obviously a tough decision, but is it the right decision? On the surface, uh, yes, because there is a still a crazy amount of offensive talent on the 36 team. DJ gets more of the ball. Robert Franks gets more of the ball. Sunday, Detch has really struggled um, to find his niche offensively, but I think this will bring him into the game. It'll put the ball in Mitch McCarron's hands more because he is a, you know, a selfless floor general. So, yes, there are some positives for sure, but you know, Randall was getting and making shots that were not part of the offense. He was just creating incredible baskets. So, you know, he isn't, you know, bordering on maniacal genius in terms of his offensive talent but yeah there's only so much a a team culture can bear and you know what are you going to stand for and early enough in the season to try and right the ship they've got another import spot up their sleeve if they feel like they need it but they can have a real look now at what the team is going to settle down and look like in that situation Rupert you've been in a basketball locker room for many games um is do the players go to the coach? Do a couple of senior players go to the coach and say, this isn't working, this guy has to go? Or is it simply on the coach? Uh, well, you know, coach won't make a move if he's popular with the players. So I would say that that's, there's some onus on the players to give information. And how do coaches get information? You know, they can see stuff, but, you know, if they're not, you know, several players or you know, enough players come to him and say, hey, this is what this guy's doing, then, you know, of course the coach has to do that. Now, I'm not sure what happened at the 36s, and there's whispers that, you know, a couple of senior players went to someone and said, look, you know, um, don't like this guy, but, geez, it wouldn't be the first person to, you know, be unpopular with his teammates and still be, you know, a very important player. So, 
yeah, I wonder exactly how bad that situation was, and and uh, you know, CJ ultimately makes a decision, and he's a you know strong-minded guy, and he's also an alpha, so. There's no question that CJ is the boss of that team. He's not struggling with uh, anyone listening to him, especially now. So I'd say that that's a you know cleaning slate, and you know it's good for Randall too because you know if his if his um, brand was going to suffer because he was coming off the bench or it was you know his natural game was going to be muzzled, he doesn't need to stay in that situation either. So I can see why Randall would would have wanted out as well if he's you know going to be assigned to the bench and not going to get the shots he wants. So. Yeah, they said it was mutual, and I think uh, there'd be you know, an element of truth to that. I think uh, Randall would have wanted out uh, pretty quickly as well once he was able to read the landscape. And you know, it's uh, like I said, early enough that they can get it done. So there was obviously a lot of hype early in the season with Randall there. Now that he's gone, what do the 36ers need to potentially look to replace him? You talked about how DJ and McCarron and these sort of guys will have more of a role, but. What sort of player do they need to bring in? And if they don't bring one in, do you think they're still a championship contender this year? Uh, they don't need to bring anyone in, and they are still a championship-caliber team. You know, you can't have too many cheats. It just doesn't work that way. And, uh, you know, you look at what the Jack Jumpers did. They might even not have any cheats. They just got a whole bunch of warriors who, you know, play hard and, and do that. Now, you know, does that mean that, you know, Sunday Dutch gets more time and... and you know, Mitch McCarron gets to run the point more. Like, I think this is genuinely addition by subtraction. So I don't think they need anything, but they do have an option to do that. So I would keep that import up my sleeve. And if an important player goes down with injury, as has been known to happen, you've got something, you know, ready to go. So, you know, I would say that uh, don't do anything yet. See how the dust settles. But I reckon they've got more than enough offensive talent to get it done. So, so you're you're happy for the club to be patient for a few? Is that like they've got a little bit of a break here? It's probably the perfect timing if you're going to make a change with your import. Uh, we've got the FIBA games on, so there's a two week break before the Sixers' next game, and their next three games are all away: Melbourne, New Zealand, and Perth. So they've got a bit of a tough run, and then they play Cairns at home in the first week of December. Um, you, you're still happy to just let this team run its course for a few weeks, maybe a month? before we look at another oh, import? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You know, it is a tough month. So there's no, you know, I guess there's no delusions of grandeur there. They've got some work to do. And, you know, if we look at the disrupted preseason they had, you know, hey, isn't it great that we beat Phoenix Suns? But, you know, that we lost two weeks of preparation for NBL in amongst that. So they're underprepared. They came in underprepared. They got um, jumped early by a couple of teams that were more advanced in their team structures than they were, and they're behind. They're still catching up. And I would say that, you know, they just need more practice time, and that's the key to this. And I was at their practice today, and they were getting a, um, a lot in. Mitch McCarron not there because of the, you know, he's away with the Boomers, and Coach Jamie Pillman not there as well. But for the most part, they, you know, they were working on their structure, and the ball moved really well. Everyone got to touch it. Uh, and there were signs of that in the game on um, last weekend, you know. Like, there was... There was good ball movement. There was an intent to try and do things. They were mixing up the way they defended high on ball screen. So CJ is not just rolling out the same game plan every time. There's, there's constant, you know, movement and, and uh, trying to get a more team oriented game. So, you know, without Randall there now, um, you know, there's going to be a higher accountability for some of those other players. And I think they're up to it. 
So Adelaide's obviously played the seven games this year, three wins and four losses. Every other team's played virtually nine or ten matches so far this year. So I want to know, are New Zealand the real deal? And if they are not potentially uh, your favourite, who, who's probably the benchmark of the competition at the moment? Well, I love the way the Jack Jumpers are playing. I love the way New Zealand are playing. They just Their defence is next level. I mean, I mean it's, it's angry, it's intense. They're forcing players all the way out to the half-court line. Teams can't run their stuff against those two teams. So, yes, they're very good. Uh, Sydney were going to be great, but they've, you know, Xavier Cooks has just been injured. He's out two to four weeks. So, you know, do they drop a few games there and come back to the pack? I mean, people are still chasing the Sydney Kings. It's still them and, you know, a little bit of daylight. But, you know, Jack Jumpers have shown that last year's grand final berth was not a fluke. They're a highly integrated team and they play uh, an awesome style of, of team basketball. So they're good as well. I think they're the top three at this stage. Sixers have a lot to prove before they, you know, before I'm jumping on their bandwagon in terms of, you know, favoritism or anything like that. I still think they're right up there with the top two or three talented teams in the competition, even without Randall. So, you know, they put it together a pretty awesome roster. And now it's just a matter of trying to get those pieces to play well together. Sapper, thanks for your time. Really appreciate your thoughts on uh, a big day for the Adelaide 36ers. And uh, you can join Sapper and myself, uh, Rupert and myself, uh, every Adelaide 36ers home game is covered on SENSA. So uh, I'll see you, my friend, uh, when we play Cairns on December 2. Thank you, Bonds. Rupert Sapwell there, a former Adelaide 36er. It's interesting, isn't it, Dan? He's still very uh, ambitious and positive about the 36ers, which is great. It's, um, it's someone who obviously knows the game extremely well, and he, he's saying that we've still got one of the most talented rosters. So uh, it's still promising signs, whichever way they go, import-wise or not. Smart man, uh, Rupert Sapwell there joining us. And you can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. This is Sports ASA. Back after the break. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Welcome back to Sports Day. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you. You can give us a call, 1-300-736-736 or text in 0427-154-166. If you're just joining us, you just missed uh, Rupert Sapwell. We're talking all about Craig Randall leaving the 36ers. Coming up later in the show, Jade Sheedy, coach of the Eagles and Dan's coach. So you'd be looking forward to having a chat to your coach, wouldn't you? Telling him how much you uh, don't want to do pre-season? I haven't seen him for (laughs) a month or two now, Bon, so... Yes, we'll see how we go with that chat. All right, uh, it's time for true or false. Uh, the eight-seat Kia Carnival is a grand utility vehicle. So time for true or false. The drum roll. I'll go first. Australia won't win a game at the Soccer World Cup. True or false? That is true. We uh, Look, we've we done well to make it. I, I believe it was Chile that we beat to actually, Chile, yes. actually get in, which was a very much a surprise. So just making the event is, uh, is, is good enough for mine. Uh, Bonds, true or false? An India-Pakistan final will ensure that this T20 World Cup in Australia wasn't a disaster for Australia. Uh, that is false. I don't think it's a disaster at all. I think it's been a – I think – the media, some people have been really harsh on it yep. because Australia have, haven't performed to expectations. Yep, I like it. All right, true or false, the 36ers will be better off without Craig Randall II. 
Well, after hearing Rupert Sapwell speak just then, I'm going to go true because he yep. talked all about team chemistry and you can't have too many Chiefs and uh, this might be a great thing for some guys that he talked about in Sunday Dutch in McCarran, obviously DJ as well. So there's a few there that might really step up and be great. And I'm going to stay with the uh, 36ers, and I'm, but I'm going to go true or false, Adelaide United is a hotter ticket in town than the 36ers. False. You are a basketball man, but please They're both explain. equal. Well, they had, not, they had a record crowd at uh, the Entertainment Centre on Saturday night, and that's my justification. So yeah. if Adelaide United break their record crowd, the next home game, well, maybe that's the hottest ticket. do play Melbourne this week, so mm. it's uh, they are both going well, which is great to yes, see. Yes, it is. Uh, the Crows AFLW side will go out in straight sets when they play Collingwood on Saturday. True or false? I'm going to go false. I'm going to say that they will bounce back. They're at home, obviously at Unley on uh, the weekend, so... I'm going to say, I'm going to back them in. They've obviously been the most successful team in the AFLW for a reason. They've got the players that are able to get the win this week and get into a prelim final. I'm going to stay on the AFLW for my true or false question, and that is the AFLW season's move to – hang on, let me do that again. The move this year for the AFLW to change their season and put it throughout the season with their finals being in November has been a success. True. True. I like giving the girls their own space. I like the fact that it's better weather potentially. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good thing. Yeah, you're right. The the men's is completely done. It does. It gives them their own time of year. Uh, and I think the the grand final is going to be built up really well. Yeah, if they can find a ground to play it on. Uh, this <laughs> that was thanks to Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner, Toolkit Depot. Shop for a huge range of tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. Um, now, yeah, that is a bit of an issue. It is. At- Brisbane, who finished top, the gap is not available. Yes. Brisbane, Melbourne, obviously, as well. So Metricon's it- not available. Yes. Um, is Marvel Stadium available? Uh, no, apparently no, because Big Bash. Yeah, it, that is a real challenge. It's a, it's a real challenge. It would be interesting to see what happens. Um but you hope that obviously the the teams on top should get some advantage. Um, but uh, it's going to be a very interesting debate when it comes around. Australia have named their test squad and their ODI squad today. Um, test squad, no real surprises Nothing's with changed. that. It's pretty much uh, the standard as you would expect. They play the West Indies in Perth on November 30 and then um, Adelaide Oval day-night test on December 8. And from a South Australian point of view, uh, Travis Head and Alex Kerry both in that squad. And the Australian one-day squad, both uh, Trav and Alex Kerry are in that side as well. And again, it's pretty much the same squad as you would expect. No surprises there at all. Uh, one surprise is, is that they've said Travis Head will open the batting with Dave Warner now that Finchie's retired. Yeah, obviously a little bit of bias here, but I... Obviously love that with Trav going on the top of the order. He's played some great cricket at the top of the order when he's been there. Yeah, he's done it before, so it's, he's no stranger to it. Absolutely. So it's uh, it's going to be a good move for him, I think, and obviously for Australia as well. So they take on England on November the 17th here at Adelaide Oval as well. So we've got some big matches coming up. Uh, obviously there's another one to come here in the T20 World Cup this week, but uh, there's plenty of cricket uh, about to come up, Bonds. Yeah, next Thursday the 17th at Adelaide Oval. It's about a 2 o'clock start. And then two more games against England, 19th of November on at the SCG. And then uh, Tuesday the 22nd at the MCG. I wonder what the crowds will be like, Dan. 
Yeah, you wonder if there's a little bit of fatigue potentially from the T20 World Cup. Um, but in saying that, the I imagine the Barmy Army will still be over here. And p- particularly if they win the T20 World Cup, they'll all be up and about. There might be more palms at these games than there's Australians. Yeah, I, I look, I just hope, come on Australian public, get behind the Aussies, especially here in Adelaide next Thursday. I know it's a Thursday, but you can go after work, get down to the Adelaide Oval. It's the best place in the world to watch cricket. The best venue in the world to watch cricket. Just get down there and support the Aussies. Yeah, beautiful time of night here in Adelaide. It is. It's a great ground, great venue. Absolutely, you'd be silly not to. Some great cricketers from both teams. Travel opening the batting under lights with Warner. The Barmy Army will be there. You can get stuck into singing a few. songs. <laughs> it will be good. All right, um, we're going to take a break, and coming up after the break, we're going to. Uh, well, before we have a break, I'm just quickly got to say, don't miss out on the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. Watch the T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Sports Day SA with Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel with the week's open line. Don't forget it. Discover exceptional customer service. Week's home. Discover different one 736 736 or text in and let us know what you're thinking. 0427 Men's, it's time for your USA rap, 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 rap. Yes, it <laughs> is. My favourite segment of the show. And so I'm going to start with the baseball bonds. I think I've got to spend a little bit of time on this with the Houston Astros, as of yesterday, winning the World Series. So Jordan Alvarez hits a three-run home run to yes. win that game 4-1. They won the World Series 4-2 over the Philadelphia Phillies. An amazing um, result for Houston, who'd lost two of the past three World Series. It was their time, wasn't it? It absolutely was their time. They had a few issues uh, a few years ago around um, cheating and cheating scandals around someone banging the drums and actually sending signals to the batters at the time. Very much controversial in baseball, but um, they've moved on from that rebuilt and yeah, and been able to win a World Series. All right. Uh, what about some NFL? Stream every NFL game live with NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. Yeah, let's get to the NFL, which is uh, growing in Australia massively. It's great it to is. see that so many people are getting around it. Uh, the time's the only thing that lets you down. A lot of games are on at obviously 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. in the morning, but I want to start on a few games here, and I'm going to start on your team, the Patriots, winning 26-3 to against the Colts. Mm-hmm. We talk about coaches losing jobs over here, and it happens a little bit. There's another one that's been sacked. The Indianapolis Colts coach, Frank Reich, has been sacked. So they've had a couple of coaches sacked in the past two weeks, so they don't hesitate to make that decision over there. No, they don't. Uh, but a couple of other games I want to go to, the New York Jets. I've touched on them a couple of weeks ago. They beat the Buffalo Bills, who are the Super Bowl favorites. They beat them 20-17. to they are the real deal this year. It is incredible for New York to have teams that are actually having some success in sports. It is, it is weird, isn't it? It really is. The Giants, obviously, they had a buy on the weekend, but they're going well. So New York sports going really well at the moment. One team that is not going well is the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers' team, they lost 9-15 to to the Detroit Lions. They scored nine points against the worst defense in the all of the NFL. So really worrying signs there for the Packers. They are three and six. We did uh, touch on Rodgers a couple of weeks ago and Tom Brady, who was obviously struggling at the time too. But Brady was 
able to get home the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 16 to 13 over last year's Super Bowl champs in the LA Rams. So a massive win there for the Bucs. Gets their season back on track as well. It does. I love his press conference too. How happy was he at the press conference? <laughs> he swore he was that excited. He said that was awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. He's up and about, which you love to see from a man who's 45 and still going around. Crazy. It is crazy. The Kansas City Chiefs, one of the best teams in it. They went to overtime against the Tennessee Titans. But they won that 20-17. to 17. The Baltimore Ravens played today and they beat the New Orleans Saints 27-13. to 13. So there are a couple of the big results from the weekend. Your Pats won. My Philadelphia Eagles won again on Friday. Good day for us. So they've gone to 9-0, the Eagles. So every chance again this year for the Philadelphia Eagles. But I want to move to the NBA, Bonds. It was a massive day in the NBA today. Sammy Fantasia, our producer, doing his best stuff. Love that. And it needed it too because there were 15 games in the NBA today. Every single team played. Yes. And so there were some massive results as well. We'll go to your team first again. Your team and uh, they were playing actually against our other co-host here, Ben Hook's team in the Memphis Grizzlies versus your Boston Celtics. Yes. And the Celtics got across the line. Hope you're going well, Hookie, and having a fantastic day because I am. Yes, absolutely. 109 to 106, the Celtics winning that one. A couple of other big results for the day. The Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid was back in today, and they knocked off the Phoenix Suns 100 to 88. So it's a massive win for them. It gets the season a little bit back on track as well. How about this? The Milwaukee Bucks were 9-0 and going into today's matchup against the Atlanta Hawks. They hadn't lost. The Hawks were able to deliver that first loss, like 117 to 98 in that one, a couple other games of note was the Dallas Mavericks 96 beat the Brooklyn Nets 94. We obviously know that Kyrie Irving is not playing at the moment because there's been a few things going on there and they've suspended him for a minimum of five games. Um, I think it's going to be a bit longer than that. Yes, I think, unfortunately, for my fantasy team, it might be too. But um, on to Golden State Warriors. They've been struggling. They were three and seven. But how's this for a um, for a result? It was 116 to 113 Steph Curry, 40-odd points today, eight rebounds, eight assists. Um, he actually could win another MVP. It's, it's nuts. It's, uh, it is incredible. They are four and seven. You need to have a better than 50% record to win the MVP. So that's maybe the only thing that will hold him back. And the other game I want to touch on is LeBron was out. They lost again today. The Lakers are two and eight this season. They lost to the Utah Jazz 139 to 116. So there is some trouble there in Laker land there. I don't know if they can get back from this, Bonds. No, I, I think they're just about ready to uh, throw the cards in the air and hopefully bring, get some, maybe some fresh blood in. I don't know. Well, you, you what might, do they do? Well, that's the question. I don't think they know Who what to do, do with in? Russell Westbrook. Um, what would you do with LeBron? Like he's he's getting on, obviously. It's not working. What is he going to do as well? Potentially, does he go, I'll go back to Cleveland, for well, example. Well, it's up to LeBron, really. It is. Whatever, whatever LeBron wants to do, and he got Westbrook there, and it just hasn't worked. So, And the players they've moved out since they got Westbrook there as well are stars in their own teams now as Correct. well. So it really hasn't worked. The Cleveland Cavaliers, who is obviously where he grew up and he won the championship for, they are 8-2 this year. They have a great side. So... You could easily see him potentially going, all right, it might be time to go to a team that I can win one more championship with. He's obviously got Bronny, his son as well, who he wants to play with as well. Is that a reverse Craig Randall though? Like they're going all right. Yes. Do you want to upset the way they're playing by bringing 
LeBron back in. Well, hundred percent. And because he dictates so much of what happens in the game, he obviously dictates the tempo. He plays the point guard, even though he plays every position on the court. So it's one of those ones that you question, would you actually do it? Or we stick with the youth that we've got, which is clearly working at the moment. So it's interesting. It's only early in the NBA season. It's a bit similar to the NBL, but do you make changes this early on? I'll be very interested to see what they do with LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, who is absolutely battling at the moment as well for the Lakers. <laughs> All right. Now you're uh, you're about to start training. You missed out on the did you miss out on the two K time trial? That was yes, that was a bit convenient. Devastating that I missed out on the two K time trial on the weekend. But um, do you have to do it? Because we're about to talk to your coach soon. Yeah, I, I will do one at one stage. Right. Well, I think we've got a few coming up to oh, be honest, okay. Bonds. But um, yeah, it's probably this time of year you don't want to run too quick because if you run too quick, there's <laughs> not a lot of improvement. And they start questioning whether you're actually doing the work come December, come January, come February. So that comes with experience, which you learn as your years go on. So if you're out there and you're a young kid and you're running very quick times at the moment, unless you're trying to get drafted in the next couple of weeks, it's probably not your go. Are you excited for the sample season? Like I know we're a long way away, but really it's not that far away. No, you're right. It will come around pretty quickly. Obviously, practice games are towards the end of February um, and then into March or away. So it's one of those ones that the excitement levels certainly build as the preseason goes. I think there's about 100 sessions to go. So maybe once we get under 50 sessions, that excitement will build a bit more, Bonds. <laughs> All right, let's talk to your coach. Our next guest uh, is brought to us by Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads, tirepower.com. And it's the coach of the Woodville West Torrens Footy Club, Jade Sheedy. Welcome to Sports Day SA. G'day, Bonds. Dan, how are we, boys? Going well, thanks, Sheeds. Now, Sheeds, uh, what have you been doing in the off-season? Uh, there isn't really an off-season, Bonds, in footy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've had a big off-season. We obviously didn't make finals, and so we've been finished for um, 10 weeks, and it was really straight away, obviously working out who was sort of staying and, and who was going and, yeah, trying to get really proactive and, um, I guess, you know, build our next list for, for 2023. Uh, I guess the challenges that we faced within that, mate, were the, was the fact that a lot of teams sort of were still playing footy. So um, we definitely had our challenges and we're still working our way through that and we've been talking to a lot of players for quite some time, but um, we feel like we're getting to the pointy end. So it's, it's good. Now, Sheeds, you, you touched on you haven't really had a break, which um, I'm aware of. And obviously, being the Sandful coach, you wear a lot of hats. So I just want the breakdown, I guess, of it's not just coaching you do, but I guess how much do you actually put into recruiting, into development, into footy ops? Yeah, a lot into all them. Um, and, yeah, I've got great support. I've got Matthew Goldsworthy in there and, and Luke Powell. And Dave Cousner does a terrific job and he's he's a volunteer at the footy club and so does Christine Williams our our president so as you know with SNFL clubs there's there's limited staff so we all we all have to chip in and get our hands dirty um but yeah it's all them things and then you know in in the season as well the way coaching is now Dan is obviously clearly around um the real father figure of the footy club and then you try and provide that guidance for your players as well so um you know, it's definitely changed from probably the coaches that I had 20 years ago because it's, you know, they come in and, and are a coach, but yeah, the, the job has definitely grown for sure. Training started already, Sheeds? I know a couple of clubs were already underway. Yeah, we, we had a time trial on Saturday morning and then really that was just some testing and the boys are doing some testing tonight um, with their strength testing. So 
Uh, but yeah, last night was, I guess, the official opening of pre-season um, where we sort of yeah put a few things together and, and had a chat to the whole group and then went out and trained. So yeah, it was it was good to get the players back together. There was some real energy there. Like I said before, they've, they've had 10 weeks off and a lot of blokes were sort of back training five, six weeks ago. Players these days don't really stop. Um, you know, they like to keep fit. Probably a lot different to when I was playing. You'd sort of have your break and then train to be two weeks away and you'd decide to go for a run again. So, uh, yeah, they're a lot more professional these days. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Sample announced the rezoning of the recruiting areas uh, for the Sample clubs. Was that a win or a loss for, for your club? Uh, I haven't really looked into it too much, to be honest. I know we lost one of our areas. Um, I wouldn't know the numbers on that area of how many have come through and played league footy. Um, so, yeah, obviously Luke has been dealing with a lot of that stuff and I've probably been focusing my energy in other areas. So I probably can't really educate uh, or, or guess, um, I'm sorry, answer that question um, with an educated answer, I guess, because I don't know. Fair, fair. So, Sheeds, what I will do is we'll take it to the draft, the upcoming draft. Um, for those out there, the Eagles fans out there and supporters, who are a couple of Eagles players that potentially might go in, in a few weeks' time and uh, who are the ones you got to look out for? I think there's probably three, that, and they're all um, under-18 kids. Obviously, Mateus Philippou um, has been highly talked about in terms of he'll be the first kid drafted to... Uh, or drafted from the SANFL um, and, and from South Australia. So he's basically rated anywhere between probably 6 to 12. And um, so a first-round draft pick, he's been invited over as well um, for the first round. So I guess that indicates some serious interest. And Mateus is talking to most clubs. Um, Adam Deloyer is another kid who was... Um, Adam's a terrific young man. He was, he was captain of the state under-18 side and... And both Adam and Mateus did a league pre-season with us last year and um, both played some really good reserves footy for us. Adam played some sensational reserves footy in the finals um, as well. So he's another one. And the other one's young Nathan Barkler, who is tied to Port Adelaide. So, yeah, I believe there's a fair bit of interest, um, you know, with Nathan, with the Port Adelaide Footy Club. And and he's he's really athletic type, um, can, you know, a real hybrid that can play sort of um, high half forward on a wing, half back, has really good leg speed, athletic profile is really good. So, yeah, I'd say they're the three standouts from, from the Eagles, mate. A couple of questions in regards to recruit sheets. Uh, obviously, um, Zane Williams, it's been announced that he's coming back to the club. Who's happier, you or Luke Beacon? Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a talented nah, player. Zane, It'd be great to have him back. Yeah. Oh, it's really good to have him back. I mean, Dan can 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 speak more on this one, but yeah, Dan's actually done a lot of work with Zane and a real mentor for Zane. Um, so yeah, I mean, you've seen the growth of Zane last year. He played, you know, the kid played. I think it was ten games in in 2021, and then went on in 2022, and you know, he had a huge preseason. I think his body changed the most out of almost any player over that preseason, and his body's gone again to another level. Obviously, going to Geelong and um, and he's been working out in the off-season at our gym. So he's put on another four kilos and, um, yeah, looking very strong and fit. And, um, yeah, he's a he's a great addition back to our footy club. Yeah, and for those who don't know, there's a little bit of a bromance between him and Luke Beacon. Um, but what about uh, other recruits for the club? Is, there, is the club close to announcing anymore? Or can you give us one or two right now? 
I probably can't. I mean, we, we have recruited some, and um, I just don't think the club's announced it. So I'd hate sure. to announce on radio when the club hasn't had the opportunity to announce it. But, yeah, there will definitely be some some good announcements um, where we've got some signatures, um, yeah, in the upcoming weeks. I'm, I'm not sure when the club will announce it, but I guess it will be pretty soon. We've obviously started training. So, um, yeah, there's some exciting times ahead. Like like most clubs, we're pretty buoyant about our list and Clearly, we needed to fill uh, a couple of key roles. Obviously, Jared Redden going. So, you know, we've been chasing Ruckman and um, that can come in and have a really good impact for us. And and another and another. Obviously, we lost Rain, but we got him back. And then we lost James James Cheetis and Jack Hayes um, in March last year, which I guess really hurt the footy club. So, sort of searching for another key forward and and another midfielder, which we're a fair way down the track with. So, yeah, hopefully, some good news soon. Now, Sheed, it's a beautiful segue into the next question I was going to ask you, which, Bonds, I have a feeling I know his answer on this one. What's your thoughts on the SSP, which is the supplementary selection period, which is basically from now until March. They can be picked up from January till March. What are your thoughts on it for the AFL and obviously the impact it has on sample teams? Um, Well, there's two parts, Dan. I think, firstly, let's not forget the kid. And I've always said, always put the individual first and... um, and um, yeah, and we play within the rules of the AFL. So I'm really happy for the kids, and I think we try and provide them. You know, you look at what Jack Hayes did and the way he played his first game for St Kilda Footy Club, and and James Cheetahs. You know what what he's done at the Gold Coast and how highly regarded he is up there, and he's I believe pretty close if he hasn't already signed another another deal. So it's really pleasing in in some aspects, but I guess for an SANFL coach, it, it has its challenges. Now we can only play under the rules and the guidelines that the AFL provide us. So I guess if you are trying to recruit um, a highly talented player that has, that has fallen off um, an AFL list, you know, EG like a James Rowe that, you know, we're hoping we'll, we'll, we'll come back to the footy club and, uh, you know, we've been in talks with Rowie, then you obviously got to have in the back of your mind that you obviously want Rowie to get another AFL go and he deserves it. So yeah, I guess it's made recruiting hard because you can, you can have your list. And then in March, like we seen last year, um, yeah, we lost the McGarry medalist and the runner up McGarry medalist. They're hard to replace in March. So it has its challenges, but I'm not here to whinge because they're the rules and we all have to play under them. We're not the only footy club um, that has to play under them. Every footy club has to play under them. So, but I won't lie. It makes it challenging. I was going to ask you about James Rowe and whether the club had spoken to him yet, and it's great to hear that you have. Uh, I'm sure Eagles supporters would love to have Jimmy back at the club, but there's another uh, ex-Eagle who had been delisted by Port, and that's Marty Frederick. Has the club been uh, speaking to Marty as well? Yeah, I've been in touch with Marty's um, manager, which is Peter Rowe, and spoke to Marty as well. Um, we're not sure with Marty yet. Obviously, there's a bit to play out. He's, his brother, Michael, who's also um, an Eagles junior is over playing um, with the Fremantle Footy Club in the AFL. So Marty's and his brother are very tight. So there is um, an opportunity that, that Marty, and I don't want to speak for Marty because I don't think it's it's done yet, but there is an opportunity that Marty can go live with his brother and potentially play in the Waffle or, or even play for Fremantle's um, Waffle side. And, and there's still some AFL interest around Marty as well. So yes. obviously... Like we talked about before with the SSP, we're we're really hoping that Marty gets back on a list. So there has been some chats, but yeah, we're still probably halfway through that one. Now, Bonds, we spoke a bit about the Eagles the last few questions, so I actually want to speak about Sheeds himself. Now, Sheeds, you've been the state coach the last two years, uh, undefeated as well. 
How's that experience been? And um, would you look at potentially doing it in the future as, uh, again? I don't know if I got the role again because it, <laughs> it used to be. <laughs> It used to be when you won the premiership, and we didn't do that. So we'll have to win it this year Jade, for you next year. Then it might, it might be going to Jade Rawlings, but <laughs> they did also say it's yours till you lose. So um, I'm not sure with that one. But you know, to answer your question, Dan, I thoroughly enjoyed the state. Um, I'm really passionate about the SNFL. I I played in the SNFL for 13 years. Um, I love the competition. I'm a big advocate for it. Uh, I'm on the Law of the Games committee at the SNFL as well. So try and help out with the rules and and provide a coach's aspect on, on everything that's going on on the field and, and try and help the umpires and stuff. So, yeah, the more I can do around the SNFL space, the better. Like, I'm just here to obviously try and make our competition better. Just uh, with the rules committee, seeing you're on that, a question without notice, the last possession rule. Do you think it needs to be tweaked a little bit like the AFLW where the last possession's only... Uh, well, not not inside the 50-metre arcs? Yeah, it's a great question. And Dan could probably talk more being a forward and if the ball just goes over your head and it rolls out, you don't get a chance to set up a forward stoppage. You know, it goes back to opposition. But once again, that rule's in place, to be fair, for both sides. So it happens both ways. But, yeah, I would... And we've talked about it at the Law of the Games Committee as well, about making it between the arcs. So we're going to another catch-up, I think, just after Christmas. We've had one pre-Christmas and where we'll try and refine it and actually actually talk about what's actually going to happen and what's not. But, yeah, we definitely have talked about it just being just being um, between the arcs and actually... Because the forward stoppage and actually the chance to score is, is a great part of our game. And, and you know, that can... Oh, I haven't done the stats on it as to you know, how many times the ball rolls out versus the forward stoppage, but I think it would bring, you know, greater scoring... Um, chances and, and and a bit more atmosphere into the game if you can kick some more forward stoppage goals. But I'm sure Dan can help me out on that one. Yeah, look, I think if that's the case, then absolutely let's go down that pathway and direction. But uh, the other one, while we're on the rules, Shades, is the stand rule. Is it to stay by the looks? Yeah, that'll stay, Dan, I'm pretty sure. Like, um, And once again, I think, you know, like any rule, um, I think it takes off and then sort of comes back um, and it's just you know you just learn to learn to to play with it and um, you know, after the footy club you know we can probably do some more work around the, the stand rule you know we were probably big on guarding the mark a certain way when the stand rule wasn't there which we felt like we had a huge advantage for and, and that's one of the reasons that come in so yeah we've got a bit of work to do with that. What about uh, any coaching uh, changes at the club? Like any new assistant coaches coming in or leaving? Yeah, so we've got um, the league. In the league, we'll have um, uh, Steve Kay will, will be our forward line coach. He's Steve's been uh, with Sacred Heart Footy Club for probably the last eight years, probably three three or four years as a B-grade coach, and then he's been coaching their A-grade side. Took him to a grand final in Div 2. I've, I met Steve throughout my journey in coaching when I was coaching Athelson Football Club, and we had a huge respect for each other, and um, he's going to be a great addition. Troy Hall, who's been doing our forwards, who's been with me from, from day one, and, and my right-hand man, really. He's, he's going into the middle of the ground. He's going into the mids. And, and Brad Graham, um, who... Is, uh, who was our reserves or development coach last year? Um, he's going to be our backline coach in the league. So you know, like players, we want our coaches to develop, and I'm I'm really keen to um, give our coaches opportunity to try different things, and it also I think rejuvenates the group and um, gives them another voice, and and can hopefully get a bit of a 
bit of a spark that way. Sheed's been uh, fantastic having you on the show and really appreciate your time. And best of luck for the upcoming sample season, which won't be far away. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks, Sheed. Jade Sheedy, the coach of the Eagles in the Sandful and uh, your coach, men's. Yes. He speaks so well. You just, is it easy to, is he, he's the sort of coach that just draws you in? Like it's easy to listen to him? Yeah, it is. It's easy to listen to him, but not just that. He touched on it a little bit there too. He knows the Sandful. He played in it for such a long time. So he understands it extremely well, which is why when he speaks, you absolutely listen because he knows exactly what he's on about. So he's obviously had some great success. Two flags in his first two years in the competition is pretty incredible. It's been a massive show, Dan. And before we go, I almost forgot, we've got our quote of the day. Dramatic music to help with this quote. It's a bit left set, left of centre, quote, this quote. And it's one of my favourite quotes of all time. And here we go. 60% of the time... It works every time. I don't think you all know <laughs> who that is. Brian Fantana. From Anchorman. Channel 4. Movie quotes are always the best quotes. <laughs> Might just throw the odd movie quote in every now and again. Yeah, no, I like it. Mix it up. A little curveball. Oh, I'm, it's, been a, it's been a massive day. Big day for the Adelaide 36ers and uh, Aussie squads announced and it was a great chat there with Jade Sheedy, coach of the Eagles and the Sample. Uh, Mate, thanks for joining us again and uh, we'll see you uh, tomorrow. No, we'll see you next week. Next week. I'll be back next week. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. This has been Sports ASA. Listening to Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. It's Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tires. Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.